0: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who start at San Diego Sports Nomination. San Diego's top sports blog, we've been covering the Chargers for over six years doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly during the season. And now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, today is a very special day. Welcome into all of our first time listeners and our loyal fans checking back in with us. Before we get started, you can follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find the Locked on Chargers podcast there. And if you're looking for something to give you everything going on in the NFL, the Peacock and Williamson show is where it's at. I mean, that's what I use to keep me updated on what other teams are doing, especially right now during the offseason. But on today's show, we have a very special guest for you guys because we're going to be joined by Chargers team reporter Chris Haery. And it was a really, really fun interview. So with him, we're going to be getting into a lot of things. We'll talk about the Chargers offseason and free agency. We'll talk about his first impressions of Brandon Staley and this new coaching staff, how big it will be to get Derwin James back, and so much more. I mean, the draft picks, we get into a ton. He was a really, really fun interview. But we're going to start with a couple of highlights from press conferences that we got this week from Mike Williams and Uchenna Nwosu. I mean, Mike Williams talked about the goals that he's setting for himself, 10 touchdowns, 1,000 receiving yards. We'll also talk about his contract a little bit. And Uchenna actually got into what his role is going to be as far as what Brandon Staley will mean for him this season, especially, you know, now that he is a starter and all of those things. We'll talk about what he had to say about that. So let's go ahead and get into it. We've been getting a lot of Chargers press conferences. And we'll probably get into more later on the week because we still have Shane Day, the quarterbacks coach. We have Frank Smith, the run game coordinators, working with the offensive line. We have many more, even Derek Ansley, but we did also get press conferences from Mike Williams, Andrew and wosu and I want to start with Mike Williams, who didn't say a ton. I mean, I think what he said was very positive. Yeah, but, you know, very short, short and sweet answers, more short than sweet, but we didn't get a ton of content out of that. But one thing I thought was really interesting was him talking about his goals for the season because he was asked about it and he said he just wants, you know, the main thing is winning a championship, but 10 touchdowns, 1,000 receiving yards, that's where he kind of sets his standard for, which is... Really interesting because, David, we've seen him do each of those things. We've just never seen it in the same season. So obviously he's setting very high expectations for himself. He's going into a contract year where it will mean a lot for him to be able to come out and really put up good numbers because it's just going to be more money in his pocket. So with those numbers being set, 10 touchdowns, 1,000 receiving yards, do you think that's attainable for him?
2: I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely attainable. But, I mean, how how many balls is he going to catch this year? I mean, what is his volume of targets going to look like? I mean, I think there's some reasons to believe that he might get some more targets. But what is he going to do with those? I mean, I think with an improved offensive line for Justin Herbert and also a better running game because of that offensive line, the play action is going to be more effective. And there could be some more opportunities for Mike Williams to, to catch some balls. I mean, like you said, I mean, he has every incentive to go out there and catch as many touchdowns and get as many receiving yards as he possibly can because this is a contract year. The Chargers, I think, have drafted a potential replacement for him in Josh Palmer. So, I mean, we don't know what it's going to look like for him. But he has every reason to go out there and perform because it could end up meaning Benjamins at the end of the year. I think he absolutely could do it. It's hard to say, especially in a new offense
1: that he will do it and me and you were talking about it you know and talking about being the ex-receiver in joe lombardi's old saints offense which used to be michael thomas's role right and obviously that's the biggest target monster that you're going to be able to find but i don't think that that means you know mike williams is getting 170 plus targets this season right and especially i'm sure
2: he would hope that would uh, that would be the case <laughs>
1: I'm sure he would, but I mean, more targets is definitely attainable. I think the biggest thing is health because there's times where he's not separating as well. You know, the route running isn't as crisp as you'd want it to be, not doing some of those things. But at the same time, he's always playing through injuries, right? He makes it to the field and there is something to be said about that. And I think he'd even talked about, you know, wanting to improve his route running and things like that that'll be the biggest way for him to really be able to bring his whole game together is to add something more to his game than just the jump balls right which is what he's known for still very good at that and has made some game-changing plays but expanding on that a little bit i think he also talked about his contract and basically just said i leave that up to the people upstairs and my agent no real reason for them to do a contract extension at this point chargers have a ton of salary cap space they don't need to move any money around as we see it now so They also get another year to figure out if Mike Williams is the guy you want to put, you know, 10 plus million, maybe 15 plus million. We don't know what these receivers are going to make next year. You have another season to kind of feel that out. And also for him to prove he can make it through a full season. But I want to talk about Uchenning Wosu here. And something I even forgot to bring up at the start of the show that was most interesting was he was asked if he's watched tape of any of Brandon Staley's former players. And let's not forget he's worked with Von Miller Khalil Mack, right? And even last year, Leonard Floyd. And that's who I actually brought up. He said that he's been watching a lot of his tape. Definitely been watching a lot of Rams tape and what he did with Leonard Floyd. Again, he was the defensive coordinator over there. That's where he just came from. So I've been watching a lot of that. Seeing how Floyd was getting free, making plays, and what he's been doing and trying to incorporate that into my game a little bit. So that's a great place to start, David. I mean, Leonard Floyd is doing something that Uchenu Wosu hopes he can do because He's also in a contract season, right? So to see someone like Leonard Floyd go out and have a double-digit sack season and go out and get paid, that's an easy thing to want to replicate, and I think it is good to watch Leonard Floyd because I do think he could
2: put up a season like that. I think he's got to be incredibly excited too. I mean, not only are they in similar situations in the roles but and, and in the contracts because and Uchenin Wosu wants to get a big deal after this too. I mean, he goes out and watches Leonard Floyd perform under Brandon Staley in his defense. And he wants to do that same thing, and he has that opportunity. The Rams had the number one defense in the NFL last year, and Brandon Dahlia obviously is now the head coach and slash defensive coordinator. So if and Wosu goes out there and performs like he wants to, he's going to get paid a lot of money too. He's a pass rusher. So – I mean, and imagine if he gets 10 plus sacks, along with hopefully a healthy Derwin James and a healthy uh, Joey Bosa on the other side, that could just mean a greatly improved pass rush, which was very, very bad last year.
1: Absolutely. He's a huge, you know, component of what will have to go right for the Chargers this year to have a really, really good defense. And those two guys you mentioned, Bosa and Derwin James, are obviously numbers one and two, depending on how you see it. But there's no doubt that they need pass rush and they need Uchenna to come in and you know be better and take this full-time role and really run with it because he could have a really good season. And I think that one of the things that will help him do that, he talked about, he was asked where he wanted to improve his game. He said pass rush, but he said he felt okay about his pass rush last year, but he said he felt well, he left a lot of plays out there. And for him, he just wants to finish more plays, which is something we always talk about, David, right? You can get to the quarterback... Bringing him down is something completely different. We know Jenna can do both, but he's taking notice of that, right? He said he left a couple of tackles for loss on the table, left a couple of missed tackles out there. Yeah, of course. I mean, he knows that he's not getting those sacks because that's what he prides himself in doing. And he also said he'd be dropping into coverage a little bit more into this defense. So that's kind of interesting, but Finishing plays, David, especially not just for Ruchenda, but for the entire defensive line, for anybody rushing the passer, that makes all the difference.
2: Yeah, it makes a, it makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah, they keep track of stats like pressures, and yeah, that might be a part of the components of you getting a, a new a new contract. But the, at the end of the day, it's about sacks and it's about tackles for loss. It's about tangible stats that teams around the NFL will pay a premium for. I mean, these pass rushers are getting if if you're in the you know the top ten, top fifteen, you're getting fifteen to twenty million dollars a year. So that's why Uchenna Wosu knows he has to improve on that. And if he does, like we said, that is going to turn into a lot of money. I also liked that he was talking about bringing going, or growing into more of a leadership role. I mean, he said that he was a leader at USC. He said he's done it before in high school. And he also said that Melvin Ingram has kind of uniquely prepared Uchenna to kind of step in and be one of those new leaders on the defensive side.
1: Well, and that's huge because Melvin Ingram, of course, was, you know, maybe the biggest leader on this Chargers team during his time, at least over the last few years, right? Maybe not when he first came in, but I think he's just one of the most important players in Wosu is to the Chargers finding success defensively because it all starts with the pass rush. Having better play on the back end is definitely going to help, but anybody can pick any defense you know, apart if they get enough time to do that. So I think the combination of Uchenna now being in a situation where he's never played more than forty five percent of the snaps in a season, now getting to know he's the starter there and getting to be put in maybe some more advantageous positions is only going to help him. And I mean, hopefully does. I mean, if if it helps him too much, he's going to ask for a pretty big contract after the season. It's kind of another double edged sword, like you talk about with Mike Williams. But I think you'd be happy to pay him if he can put it all together this season and show he can be an elite pass rusher, which I think he does have some parts of that in his game, but we do have two of the most important segments still coming up because we're talking with Chargers team reporter and the host of the Chargers weekly podcast, Chris Harey, coming up right after this. We're going to talk about Brandon Staley, talk about the Chargers enforcing the offensive line and how much that's not just going to help Justin Herbert, but the entire team and much more coming up right after this. But first I need to tell you guys that if there's ever any kind of auto part that you need, there's only one place to go and that is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning by the counterman when you can just go online and go to rockauto.com. And as someone who's not a car guy, I can tell you, it's super easy. I mean, I've used it now three times already, most recently with my fiance's alternator, but I just put in the type of car that I have and literally a couple of clicks later, even I can find the part that I need and the inventory is just massive too. But I had to call my stepdad who's a mechanic, make sure the prices are good. They're great with rockauto.com. And whether you're a mechanic or a do it yourselfer you're getting the same low price with rockauto.com. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write Lockdown in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I also need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at BetOnline. You also have the NBA playoffs going on. You have the Stanley Cup playoffs. So many fun, exciting games to bet on. If you guys want to get in on the action, now is a great time to do it. One of the things I've been betting on mostly lately is UFC. I mean, they've been putting out a lot of good cards. I love betting on UFC because even the biggest long shots, everybody has a puncher's chance, right, or so they say, but we can even give you guys some free money to get started. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. It's promo code locked on all caps one word for a 50% welcome bonus only at bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, very excited to be here, and we have the special guest that we've been teasing to you guys this week. I mean, one of my favorite people who covers the Chargers. We have Chris Harry here, who's the Chargers team reporter. You can also find him as a sports anchor on CBS LA. But I just get excited when I see Chris Harry because He's one of those guys. He always has something good to bring to you. He always brings the energy. So thanks for bringing a little bit of that to our show, Chris. We're happy to have you on, man.
0: Hey, man, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. You guys do great work, and uh, we were just talking offline. It's it's been a fun off season. Uh, a new coaching staff, some new players, nine draft picks. Uh, there's uh, no shortage of storylines. Uh, no shortage of things to talk about as we get closer to camp.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we're still in a part of the season. We're still getting little, you know, bits and morsels before things really slowed down. But obviously I'm sure, you know, like us, one of the people that we've been most impressed with so far during this off season is Brandon Staley. I mean, just such a good communicator. He's such a good teacher. You can tell he has that passion for the game, but what has you most excited about the Chargers new head coach?
0: Wow. This is a lot. Um, Just (laughs) From his first presser that went 90 plus minutes. uh, It felt different, right? It felt different, right? Yeah, it it felt, it it was just, it was great. It was, he was, he's refreshing. He's, he's young. He's, but he knows exactly what he wants to accomplish. And I think that's really the reason why he was hired to be the Chargers head coach is that he's got a plan for everything. And, you know, he, he may be young and he said, listen, I've, I've, done this for four years at the pro level, but like, make no mistake. Like I've been, I've been working towards this for a long time. And he referenced John Carroll, the the operation down there and how he kind of likens it to an NFL program. So uh, to have mentors like Vic Fangio and to go from Chicago to Denver um, to kind of learn with Sean McVay and you know, imagine the practices, offense versus defense uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, um, And, you know, we also talked about this off. I just, the, the coaches that he's bringing in, Uh Ronaldo Hill, a guy who he worked together with in Denver, also a former player, which I think is really right. important. Um, someone who kind of understands what these guys go through on a day-to-day basis. Um, I love Darius Swinton, the special teams coordinator. He's been awesome. His press conferences are, are must-see. And then obviously, Joe Lombardi, you know, when you have a guy who spent 11 seasons with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, uh, has a relationship with Brandon Staley and has the reigning offensive rookie of the year to work with and an offense with a lot of pieces. I mean, we talk about uh, Austin Eckler and, you know, Joe Lombardi's, I was just talking to Doug Farrar last week, he's coached guys like Reggie Bush. And Alvin Kamara, and you know, even you talk about guys like Marcus Colston and, and Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it's exciting. It's exciting to see what Lombardi's going to install, and how quickly Justin can pick it up. And by all indications,
2: um, Justin's intelligence is is on display already in Costa Mesa. Yeah, I mean, I know you already talked about a couple of the coaches that you are excited about, but now that we've kind of been introduced to some of the new faces on the Chargers coaching staff. Who other than Brandon Staley has impressed you the most? Yeah, you know, a lot of guys. I mean, we heard
0: from the coordinators last week. Um, you heard from guys like Shane Day and Derek Hansley and Frank Smith uh, this week. I have to go back to what I said with Darius Swinton. Just uh, his command, the way he, he talks to the media is, is awesome. And, and it I, is. you can tell how prepared he is to do the job and yeah. you know we look at special teams you know it, it's no secret that that needs to be dramatically improved in 2021 and you know Darius Swinton comes in and i think he mentioned this last week that he's like listen I, I i'm not i'm coming in clean slate you know there's going to be competition at a bunch of different places and you know guys are going to have to earn spots and when you have nine draft picks um there's a lot of guys who going to have to make this team on special teams if you're an undrafted free agent you better believe you're in uh coach swinton's back pocket <laughs> trying to learn <laughs> as much as possible if you're going to make this team so uh swinton has been has been great I, I really it was refreshing to hear guys like uh frank smith yesterday who's who's you know been a part of that new orleans operation to hear him talk about the phd that he got in football in New Orleans, I, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Shane Day coming from that school of San Francisco. Um, I, I just there's a lot of cool things that that excite me. You have some of these guys from the college level, like Derek Ansley coming into to the pros. So you have this young staff, a mix of guys who have done it at the NFL level, uh, coupled with some guys who have done it at the college level, who are very familiar with some of the younger players on the Chargers roster, and I think that's a bonus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with Darius when Wynn- I loved hearing about, you know, giving the dollar to the players and they find yeah. the mistakes because then, you know, they're at least going through everything and, you know, trying to go through everything to find those little mistakes. But we haven't talked to you in a while, you know, and this has been a pretty wild off season just as far as, you know, nine draft picks, all the moves that happen in free agency. But during that free agency period, there was a clear goal in mind, right? And that was improve the offensive line and that they seem to have done and it has to happen on the field and all those things. But how important do you think that is for Justin Herbert, you know, going into his second season to see his team going all in to improve what's in, in front of him to try to make his life a little bit easier?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's huge on a couple different levels. And I think sometimes we we think about the offensive line and automatically think of what it's going to do for Justin Herbert. Sure, the, the running game is going to hopefully Make Justin better. And, you know, I, you know, I just, I recorded a podcast with Daniel Jeremiah today that we'll have on Chargers Weekly this week. And we just talked about Rashawn Slater and just what he brings to the running game and, you know, how that's going to help guys like Austin Eckler and, you know, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree. You're bringing Corey Lindsley. I mean, uh, Filer, Abushi. you hope Brian Balaga can stay healthy because when he is healthy, he's highly effective at, at right tackle. Um, So, you know, we saw Justin, you know, even with all the pressure that was in his face last year, he was able to improvise and make things happen. Just think when you have a guy like Corey Lindsley hiking you the ball and, you know, guys like Slater and and Filer, who's been doing it uh, at a high level, at a high operation in Pittsburgh. Think of what Justin can do with just a little bit more time. And then also think about those. Third and eights last year that are going to be third and threes this year, and <laughs> so and big the playbook opens up a little bit, right? So, I, I really think that we get caught up in, I mean, of, rightfully so. I mean, we saw what Justin did last year. Um, it, it's awesome to see him throw the football all over the yard and, and score touchdowns through the air. But just think about a, a running game getting four and a half yards a pop, what that's going to do for the offense, what that's going to do for time of possession, how that's going to keep the defense fresh. And how that's going to put Justin in maybe more manageable positions in the red zone. So uh, there's so many things that go into it. You automatically think, oh man, this is going to work wonders for Justin Herbert. But it's really it's the whole team, right? Yeah. I mean, if you can if you can sustain drives, keep your defense off the field, keep Brandon Staley's bunch fresh. I mean, that's another thing too Huge. that, that it, you know we just don't. I feel like we don't talk about in everyday conversation. But it all it all kind of intertwines.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, switching over to the defense, I mean, one of the more underrated moves of the offseason was being able to re-sign Michael Davis. I mean, he's a player that has improved year over year and has really turned into a foundational piece in the Chargers secondary. Are you expecting some big things from Vato in 2021? I am because Brandon Staley is. He (laughs) he said that there's still some potential
0: to go with Mike, and Mike had a great year last year. Uh, But, you know, Staley has referenced, this is a uh, defensive back operation that they're running here and I, I think coach firmly believes that there's more to Davis's game i mean he's he's still a young guy I mean just we, we forget that he was an undrafted free agent the, the leap that he's made um to, to to get him back, you're right man it, it was it was huge. you have chris Harris jr who who you hope stays healthy in the slot. Asante Samuel Jr. Um, you know, I, I like these DBs. And I really do think that this coaching staff believes that they can get the most out of these guys. And that includes, you know, Brandon Faison and, and uh, Tavon Campbell. I mean, guys who maybe had limited reps last year or haven't had a, a huge sample size. I think that this coaching staff believes that they can uh, turn these guys into productive players um, and and give this this quarterback unit some some depth that maybe on the outside you don't necessarily see. Right. I mean, there's a reason why they did what they did in free agency. You know, I, I think that they look at the roster and they're like, OK, we can work with this guy. Um, I think he fits with what we want to accomplish defensively. So um, but yeah, to go back to Mike Davis, it was an absolute uh slam dunk to, to re-sign him in free agency. And uh, I'm excited to see what he he looks like in 2021 under this branded Staley defense.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the point you brought up is so important too, just because you don't know, you know, for most people, the casual fan, especially what those guys behind them are going to do because injuries happen and things like that are always going to come up. So if you're getting better play from the next guy up, I mean, it's going to make the entire team better. And if guys you've never heard of or barely have heard of, are coming in and playing well i mean that's going to work wonders for you just as a team but there is more we want to get into with you i mean we haven't talked about the draft at all we haven't talked about you know maybe some players that could surprise under new schemes with brandon staley and the new coaching staff coming in so we're going to get into that and more with chargers team reporter chris harry coming up right after this but first before we get back to chris harry i also have to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by built bar the best protein bar on the planet and for me it starts with taste, and it has to taste good, or else I'm just not going to eat it. But the nice thing about Built Bars is I can have something that tastes good, and it's also good for you. I mean, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of net carbs. And when you have something that tastes like this that only has 4 net carbs, you're going to remember it. And the thing I like most is I never get bored with Built Bars because I keep switching up the flavors, and there's a ton of good flavors to choose from. My personal favorite is peanut butter brownie. That's my go-to, but I mix it up. I get some salted caramel. I get some coconut almond, some mint brownie. So many flavors to choose from, and you can even get a box that's going to have two of each of those flavors in the box, and you can keep switching it up so none of them ever get stale, and you never get bored of what you're eating because it has to taste great, and you want to keep on eating it. I bring one to work with me pretty much every day, but we can even save you guys some money if you go to billbar.com. You can use the promo code LOCKED15. To get 15% off your first order, that's promo code ALAC 15, all caps, one word for 15% off at BillBar.com. All right, guys, we are back here with Chris Hayre, you know, one of the guys that is the best at putting out Chargers content. If you guys want to, you can follow him on Twitter at Chris Hayre. That's H A Y R E. He's always putting out new podcasts and new stuff about your favorite Chargers and all of that. But We still have a lot of the onion. We still have to peel back here because there was a lot this off season to talk about. And we haven't even talked about the draft yet. And I think so huge, so fun to see what the Chargers were able to pull off. You know, you're always sitting there, get my guy, get my guy, get my guy. And then Rashawn Slater and Asante Samuel Jr. Fall into your lap and two positions of need that you absolutely kind of had to have you get right in the first two rounds, guys that you can make the argument best player available. Right. And, some of your biggest needs so with the Chargers kind of moving on from Sam Tevi and choosing to move on from Casey Hayward how important do you think it was to bring those guys in and how important do you think it will be for them to kind of hit the ground running and provide for this team immediately it's big and it's it's funny you, you mentioned
0: just being able to kind of stick and pick uh, I, I was talking to Daniel Jeremiah about that today just the degree of patience that Tom Telesco has had over the last few years, right? Like to be able to, to Derwin James James (laughs) at 17 um, and and people like, Oh, he, he falls into your lap. Well, you know what? There's a degree of preparation that goes into this, right? I mean, and and if if a guy's there and he fits with what you want to do, you take him. I mean, to have the degree of patience to stick at six when Burrow goes off the board and Tua goes off the board and still get your guy. Telesco told us that, that he, Uh, Herbert rather was the number one player on his board the year before and he didn't come out. So they got their guy at six. And then to get Rashawn Slater at 13, I mean, DJ point blank said that at the beginning of the year, that that was his guy. He was the best tackle in the draft, you know, and you could argue Sewell uh, was the number one guy on a lot of people's boards too, but to be at
2: 13
0: and not have to move up here. I, you know, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, listen, I wouldn't be mad if they moved to get Rashawn Slater. <laughs> exactly
2: right? what I said. <laughs> you know,
0: but but give Tom and, and company credit. I, I think Tom referenced this after his uh after that night was just like hey, we had pretty good intel that yep. we could stick there and and get Rashawn Slater. Like the Cowboys get Micah Parsons. You have the Bears move up to get Justin Fields. Deirdre. So a variety of things happened that allowed the Chargers to get Slater. Uh, you know, I, I got to talk to Duke Mannyweather a couple of times. Uh, once, right after the Chargers picked up Abushi, uh, who he's worked with, and and Corey Lindsley and Filer. And we talked about Slater briefly at the end. And we both talked about him not even being close to getting out of the top 10. Uh, I had Duke on like a couple of days after <laughs> Rashawn was drafted. And we're like, wow. Well, it, it sometimes it's about fit, though. And, and for uh, Rashawn you get to go into a room with Corey Linsley, with Brian Bulaga, with Matt Feiler, with Odeabushi, And And uh, Duke was saying sometimes there's a lot of pressure on, you know, the first or second tackle in the NFL draft because you're more, more often not going to a bad team where sure. they are relying on you to not just start, but like to be a leader, to like, to be the guy who people, follow uh i think in in Rashawn's case yeah they're counting on him to start but they're not counting on him to come in right away and, and be the leader on that offensive line that's
1: be cool. the savior right? yeah that, exactly that's
0: brian Bulaga. those are veterans in the room that can help uh Rashawn along you know throughout his his rookie season starting with chase young in week one so uh, yes it's it's important for him to hit the ground running uh at left tackle there's going to be growing pains like there is with sure. most any rookie, um, but I, I'm really excited about what he brings just overall to that offensive line.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we all are. But uh, outside of the first two picks where I think everyone universally is very excited about those two players, who do you think out of the other nine draft picks could be someone that could really surprise some people in their first season? You know what? There's a
0: there's quite a quite a few guys who I think could make an impact, specifically on special teams. But you know, the more uh, you know, I got to talk to him last week, and the more you hear about Joshua Palmer, um, the more excited I get. You know, because you know, I think even with Justin at Oregon, um, there, there was question like, oh, what what's Justin Herbert going to look like at the next level? Um, and you know, he gets into the right system and flourishes. Um, Joshua Palmer had some games in the SEC where he was, he was beating those corners from Georgia. He was beating Patrick Sertan and, you know, uh, Joe Lombardi had some, some high praise for him. Just talking about the way he works, how focused he is uh, on, on being a pro. And this is a kid from Canada who actually left Canada after his sophomore year of high school to go to St. Thomas Aquinas. His path to the NFL essentially started when he was 15. That was the goal was to, To focus on football. His first reps at St. Thomas Aquinas was against Asante Samuel Jr., which is what a school, too. Right? What a school. Oh, man. How about the fact that they were selected 30 picks from each other for the same exact team? (laughs) So
2: cool. So crazy. It's
0: it's neat. I'm excited to see uh, what he looks like in this offense, especially when everybody's going to home in on Keenan and Mike. You have the Speedsters and T. Billy and Jalen Guyton. Uh, there's going to be some opportunities, I believe, for for Palmer to to see the football. I mean, there's only one ball to go around, but um, Justin Herbert has proven, uh, you saw last year with Parham and uh, Guyton and, and T. Billy, that if you're open, he's going to get you the football. So, you know, while it may not be the, the complete package in his rookie season, uh, Joshua Palmer is a guy I'm pretty high
1: on. And I'm not even convinced he ever wore shoulder pads in college because I saw him out there without shoulder pads and it looked like he still had some on, but I love that thought process from brand state. It's like, Hey, when you're trying to look at corners that could potentially help your team and the same guys beating all of the guys that you're looking at, potentially. Maybe look at that that guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We just talked to Jim Nagy, you know, and talked about him getting passes, you know, from Mac Jones as opposed to what he had at Tennessee. Right. And how much you can showcase yourself at the senior bowl. But I thought that was just absolutely huge, but getting away from that and talking about, Somebody who's going to come in and just absolutely bring a lightning rod to this team again, that's Derwin James, right? I mean, we all know the impact he has on the field, but I'm sure just even being around the team, you've already felt the Derwin James impact. I mean, he had it in hard knocks before everything happened with his injury and stuff. But like, what do you think it really means? Because obviously defensively, he brings you to another level just being on the field and having teams have to account for him at all times. But how big do you think it is for this team to get back a healthy Derwin James?
0: Man, I it's I and I I say it at nauseum, and it's like you get sick and sick of saying it. It's it's gigantic. It's, it's, it's huge. huge, Yeah, um, that energy, that was that was apparent his first day in Costa Mesa. Man, I mean, just think about this: twelve and four, all pro, rookie season, making game changing <sighs> plays. Yeah, just yeah. game changing plays in the secondary, um, right from the beginning um that energy is infectious throughout the team it's not just the secondary it's not just the defense it's the team um so if point blank if he's healthy and i've said this so many times two people are probably sick of me saying this but i just want to continue to hit it home derwin james and joey Bosa have not shared the field healthy together like like that that first year joey was hurt you know and he was working his way back towards the end during that playoff run when derwin was first team all pro Derwin was hurt the following year. When he came back, the team was already out of contention. Derwin didn't play last year. Derwin James and Joey Bosa have not shared the field healthy together. If that happens this year, and Kenneth Murray can take a step, and Drew Tranquil comes back and is the player who we all think he could be, and if Nas Adderley is the player who we think he could be, especially in this system, playing next to Derwin James because they have never played together.
1: <laughs> Crazy.
0: There's a lot of things that have not happened. We've had all these guys in the building, in the locker room together. They haven't shared the field at the same time, all healthy. Uh, but 33 makes it go. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, I almost take a line from Denzel Perry. But he always says, you know, I know he's with the Panthers now, but he always said, just stay tuned, right? Stay tuned. Get your popcorn if Dur- ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if Dur was healthy, just stay tuned. That, that, that's it. If he's healthy, uh, he's going to make that secondary go. And he elevates the play of everybody around him, too. And and that includes a rookie like Asante Samuel Jr. That includes a guy like Mike Davis that we talked about, Um, Chris Harris Jr., who, again, another guy who just uh, was in and out of the lineup last year. Um, It's it's the NFL. It's never going to be perfect. You're always going to have injuries. It's just the name of the game. But if we can get these guys somewhat healthy together for a majority of the season –
2: uh, I think that's going to speak volumes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, the Chargers have a very talented roster, and Brandon Staley and his coaching staff has repeatedly talking about building the offense and the defense around the strength of their players. What are some of the players that you're most excited about watching in this Charger, in the Chargers' new schemes?
0: Well, Adderley. Uh, I really, I'm excited to see Nas Adderley uh, next to Derwin in this scheme. Um, I, I think Staley he said he's kind of, he's our kind of safety. Uh, and if you go back to what he did at the senior bowl and, and uh, at Delaware, I, I want to say one of the coaches from the Raiders was at the senior bowl. When Nas was there, it escapes me. Everything's kind of a blur this week, but, but Adderley a guy that, that I'm, I'm excited to see. Derek Ansley, um, I
1: think was working with, was, the was yeah, yeah, was yeah, with the Raiders. Yeah. He just said on his press conference. Yeah. With the Raiders, he scouted him.
0: That's right. Ansley said that on Monday, and and Ansley had had connections to guys like Faceon, and you know yeah, just everybody.
1: You know, Same. We talk about
0: that college connection and and being around these younger players, um, but it, Nas next to Derwin, um, uh, Ronaldo Hill talked about just the competition and how Nas is kind of stepping up, being a leader, and he's he's competing, he's he's winning it. All these like quizzes that they're doing
1: in the classroom, which is awesome
0: which is cool to see. And, and it's, it's good to hear. Uh, Drew Tranquil's another guy. Um, I, I said this in training camp last year. I, I thought he was going to have a hundred plus tackles easy last year um, to, for him Sucks. to get hurt in week one, the way he did, it was really tough. Um, so I know he's working his way back and he's ready to go. I mean, to, the only silver lining to having an injury in 2020 is, is if it happens early, right? If it happens week right. one, you get you get back to health. So um Drew, Kenneth, Nas, if those guys uh can elevate their play, and you know, we, we know what Derwin and Joey will do when they're healthy. Another guy, Jerry Tillery.
1: Huge. Yeah,
0: I I, I think that Brandon Stellies thinks he can get some good stuff out of Jerry Tillery too. So it's another player on defense.
1: Yeah, and I think the Chargers are, you know, having a lot of faith in Brand Staley that he can get more out of those players. I think that's why you see so many high offensive players drafted, how you see the, how they attack free agency and all those things. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. And I mean, if you listen to the press conferences, they're going to have you feeling like every player on the field right now is going to take a huge leap and might just be the next best player at his position. So it's been a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with you today, Chris. We appreciate you joining us. Again, you guys can find his podcast, Chargers Weekly, wherever you get your podcast from. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Hayrie, one of the best to do it, somebody we enjoy following. And I know he's putting out a ton of great content. So, Chris, thanks again for coming on, man. We appreciate it. And let's do it again soon.
0: Hey, my pleasure, guys. Anytime uh, you do great work, keep it up. And uh, it, it's an exciting time to cover this team. You know, I, I think it's hope springs eternal for all 32 teams this time of year. You know, so there's, there's positivity everywhere. But um it's it's an exciting time to be a chargers fan i think people will uh really be looking forward to training camp and beyond
1: all right well another special thank you to chris Hayree. He came on and crushed it we will definitely try to keep getting him on the show throughout the rest of the offseason and during the season i mean he really was awesome to have on the show but that is going to do it for today we'll be back with you guys on friday as we see it right now we do have some things to talk about we have shane day's press conference we have Derek ansley we also have Frank Smith, the new run game coordinator. He was really passionate and had some good things to say. And there's a lot of time between now and then too. So maybe some more Chargers OTA news will come out before then. But we'll be back with you guys then. Until then, make sure you guys go follow us wherever you get your podcast from. So you don't miss interviews like Chris Harry's today. You can find us wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, wherever. And if you guys would, make sure to rate and review so we can keep this thing going. If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show, the number is 323 524 7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. And if you guys want to interact with us on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports. You can find David on Twitter at Drow Talk SD, as well as the show's Twitter at Locked On LAC. We also have a Facebook page, and you can find us at Locked On Chargers on Instagram as well where we can post little clips of interviews like this, and we love posting every show every day on all of those platforms. But we'll be back with you guys on Friday with the latest Chargers news. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.